nakasume what were you talking about uh, omakase it, omakase like, uh, yeah it, it's it's sushi but like high-end sushi omakase i'm just disappointed because i don't get to see sam's beautiful fist and i get a bunch of salmon sushi because that's kind of like if it's really fresh i can do like it, it's, sushi it's but sometimes choice. yeah it's yeah, like it's, it's i feel that but apparently sushi's like i have apparently not sushi apparently uh sam is like kind of like the cheaper cut of like that's that's what people tell me like it's like the salmon is because most of it's like farm salmon and that's like the cheap stuff you're not they're not getting like that wild caught sockeye yeah which but, is but like that good or that is, japanese salmon it is good but it's it, like you're never gonna you're never gonna get salmon chug, 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 that's chug. like that's like too <laughs> expensive you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's ridiculous like is that your, is yeah. that your protein shake martin yeah, I just finished my. I, I, you know why not, day. Sam? Why can't we have salmon that's as expensive as bluefin You're tuna? You're right. You're right. I'm down for that, to be honest. Why not? Why don't we just get some farm-raised salmon? We raise them in the best way possible and feed them Look, something I'm, that's gonna fatten them up. It'll be like the Kobe of the fish world, and we'll be rich. Is it, is it I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say here, I'm a peasant. I love salmon. Salmon. Ah, hey, that's my favorite fish. That's my favorite sushi too. So. <laughs> that's my, yeah. It's, it's, oh, man, I like uh, I like spicy tuna. Nah, he's wrong. Forget him. Uh, I like, I like <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for coming on down for the second episode of the I'm Sorry But podcast. Today we're going to be discussing video games. Uh, to my right, we have Martin. Below me, we have Nick once more. And down over here, we have Sam. From my point of view, that's not what I see, but yeah. Uh, well, it's my point of view, so this is the one that matters because this is the one that's getting streamed. So it works out. <laughs> I'm just like, towards like, the edge of the screen. I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so just tell me when i'm warmer when i'm warmer when i'm warmer. That's, that, that's <laughs> okay oh it's a martin um all right guys uh nick you want to go ahead and introduce yourself yeah uh my name is nick valero uh and i'm i'm here to let, let's talk some video games man it's gonna be great martin uh yeah yeah my name is martin reyes and uh same i'm just a dude that likes playing video games and and yeah let's talk video games Sam? Uh, my name is Sam Sue, and uh, frankly, I don't really think I'm qualified for this, but hey, whatever, let's go. Uh, my name is Adrian Alcrez. I've been playing video games for over 20 years. I'm probably addicted. Um, and that's basically my qualification to discuss video games. That's basically I'm your average American middle aged man, or 30 year old, almost 30 year old man. Middle aged, please. I'm your average 28 year old man. I play video yeah. games uh, habitually to the point where it's a problem. Okay, so um, let's see. We have a couple of things that we wanted to talk about today. Uh, we were going to start discussing. I can pull it up. Video games. So we all have a bunch of experience playing video games. We play video games almost every night in this group. Um, Sometimes together, sometimes apart. Sometimes we decide to destroy our friendship for short periods of time playing these video games, particularly Risk. Um, but today we thought we'd talk about more of a broad idea of video games. Particularly, we're going to start off with why do we think multiplayer video games took off so much in 2020? Now, of course, the obvious explanation or the obvious answer most people probably give to you would be that it was because of the pandemic. People couldn't leave their houses. There was a lockdown. It was just the obvious thing to do. You can stay home and you can play video games. Made sense. But it's kind of taken on, in my opinion, more of a role, more of a, of a place in, in life now that 
society is kind of getting back to normal with with as as it is related to the pandemic but it seems like video games are becoming more and more a staple in life um what do you what do you feel martin um I, okay i do feel that like covid had like some effect towards uh like multiplayer video games like taking off in 2020 but even before the pandemic i i do feel that like multiplayer video games were already trending upwards in a big way um like by 2020 we've already like i, I think the the battle royale genre had already exploded we had fortnite we had apex legends uh cod um and even before then too like um like i think league of legends like for the longest time before we had all those like um battle royale games was like i i believe it was the top streamed video game like for for a couple years um so so we had the we had like we had that phase where the MOBA genre was kind of like the king of like the multiplayer scene as well. Right. Um, even before that too, like, like we had the CS, we had the Counter-Strike scene, we had the Halo scene, which was a little more niche, but like it, it still had a strong enough base um, for like, for the multiplayer scene to get to where it is today. Um, so like, while I will say that like COVID, like, I, I guess it, contributed a little i think the most i would say that covid contributed was like um probably getting these like like these smaller more like indie like games to explode so like like the fortnites the among us games like, <laughs> fortnite is an indie game wrong wrong F. all right yeah um the among us is like Among Us came out in what, like 2017, 2018? I, I can get that for you. Thanks. Yes, yeah. So and it, it it didn't blow up until last year, when like just everyone just started streaming it because like mm-hmm. you know because of the pandemic like everyone was just like looking for like just like these weird games that they could just like like these weird party games that they could like stream with people. And I think to add to that, I think in addition to that, there was always that, like, even from when I was, like, young, young, the MMOs, um, that really started to build up a lot more and become more popular um, from, like, when we were in high school to currently. Like, back when we were in high school, I could only really think of, like, WoW, which I personally played. But now there's so many, I can't even name them, and they have massive followings, so. Just to answer that question, uh, Among Us came out June 15th, 2018. Yeah, yeah, so 2018, and, like, yeah, no one's ever heard of it until, like, last year, you know, so. Yeah, it was out for almost two years without necessarily a huge following, and then it just blew up in 2020, saying. Yeah, good um, for that studio. Well, the, the, the cool thing about that about that was that that will go into, like, a topic that we're going to talk about later, but, I mean, it, it really shows how much power Twitch streamers have. Like the like the actual like streaming community, how much they have to kind of go like, hey, like this game that I found on Steam for like five bucks, like check it out. Like me and a couple of buddies of mine are playing it and then just blow it up. Like just immediately go, oh, this is a really cool game. Why have none of us heard of it? And then immediately pick it up and start playing with it. Like Phasmophobia. Like 
Yeah, like Fazbear yeah, yeah, Among exactly. Us, Fall Guys. Fall Guys. Uh, oh, uh, me and Mark, we, we were playing it a couple of days ago, I think with you too, Adrian. Uh, Pummel Party. Pummel. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like some of, some of these games, like people never hear of. And there some and there's some really awesome games. Like honestly, if you play the, if you play them with a with a, a good amount of friends and you have like uh what was it, a nice little like group together, you can have a good game night with them. Yeah. They're, they're, some of them are really quality games. It's it's much different from the uh Eternal Beta game, sixty nine ninety nine for the bugged, scuffed you know, triple A studio game that's supposed to be fantastic that's not going to actually be done for like five more years. Um, yeah, Outriders. That... Just going to put it out there. Cyberpunk! All those what, party what? games really got to Florida because the, the like king of party games decided to like not make multiplayer thing until recently, aka Mario Party. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is really, which is really weird because I yeah. think everybody who's actually bought Mario Party in the last past like five years, because Mario Party's been out for a while on the Switch, I, everybody I, that bought it all thought it was weird that you couldn't play Mario Party online. It, like, it's it, it, it's really odd. Like Nintendo's like, like I don't know if they view like online as taboo because like. As far as I know, the Smash Bros. multiplayer scene is still shit. Um, like it's really good, like good shit or bad shit. Like like bad shit. Like 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 okay. the like the internet. Like the speeds are choppy. Like everything lags. Um, well, I think well, I think one of their few functioning online multiplayer scenes is I think Splatoon. Outside of that, I mean, like that has yeah. to go into the actual hardware of the system, though. Because, like, if you if you play anything on like the Switch, when it starts getting like really high resolution or anything like, like that, you notice that the game just turns into a slideshow. Like, it becomes super choppy. Like, nothing really like comes out. It, yes, does it look nice? Like, it looks good as like an image, but unfortunately, the system can't process what's going on on the screen. So, or what's happening in the game onto the screen, and then that's it just becomes choppy and really, really bad. So, I mean, not only that, but also Nintendo was never a company that was like, oh, yeah, they're still kind of stuck in that old way of thinking. Yeah. Where it's yeah, like, they are. everybody needs to come over. Like, they wanted to be a the party. Yeah. Nintendo system. is in a weird thing where, like, it almost contradicts itself, where, like, it wants to be a family game while not be a community game. Like, I don't know how much you guys keep up with, like, tournament scenes, but, like, Nintendo basically hates tournaments. Uh, yeah, I, I do hear, like, tournaments and stuff. Yeah, like, even, like, the Melee, like, because the Melee scene, like, they're still trying to keep that alive. And, like, I, I know, like, yeah. Nintendo's been, like, just trying to, like, stonewall. Like, One of the things that they do is that they make the prize monies for those tournaments ridiculously, like, small. Like comparatively to like, what do you call it? Um, to like, let's say League of Legends, right? Legal, like League of Legends, like winning pot is huge, right? Huge enough that like, you you can justify like, I, I think like a game house, you yeah. know, for for. Well, I think like, like melee, it's like what ten thousand pots. Yeah. Well, I like, think even if we're gonna pot, like keep. Ridiculous. Yeah, I think even if we're gonna keep to the fighting genre, and you can, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong here. I think even like the Street Fighter or like the 
Marvel versus Capcom uh competitive scene like pays out like a lot more than like yeah. the Smash Bros scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat, the Street Fighter, uh, even Tekken, I think, play, pays out way more. Um, like, there, are, there's a huge, like, league that comes into play when it comes to, like, all these fighting games, uh, all these fighting games, in which that actually leads into, you know, also indie fighting game tournaments, because there are some that have, like, indie fighting games that, like, don't necessarily have the following of, uh, let's say Smash Brothers or you know Street Fighter or anything like that, and they still pay out pretty decently for an indie for like an indie company just because they feel like they, they want to be competitive. They want to see if they can do Evo. They want to see if they can do anything like that, and that's a big staple. But the problem is that Evo hasn't had Smash Brothers in I think. Yeah, they they like removed uh, it, and it was a huge they, yeah. I think I, it was I like that. I think it was like three years, three or four years ago they took it away from Evo. And after that, like, you really haven't heard a whole lot about Smash Brothers. Not only that, but I mean, if you, even if you think about just the Switch itself, you hear a lot of really cool things coming out for Xbox. You, you hear a lot of really cool things coming out for uh, Sony and the PlayStation. Nintendo is in, like, a weird spot where they don't necessarily know where to go. Like, do we make the Switch and just make it better? Do we, like, is the technology there to do so? And also, how exactly do we still kind of keep the same community that we've had for, you know, 40 plus years, you know? How do we keep this community? And it's really odd because their community has aged with it. But the thing is that they began losing their community because their community started to get older. They want to play more and more games that are, you know, online or competitive or anything like that. And then they started going over to the other guys. And I feel like that's where Nintendo is really lacking. Because honestly, if you look at a Nintendo game, what like you can always kind of like guarantee you know what a Nintendo's like yearly like this is what they're going to release. It's either a Mario game, a New Legend of Zelda, maybe a Metroid, some form of a party game, and something that has also to do with Mario, maybe Mario Tennis, right? Or like Mario Racing and stuff like that. But for the most part, you kind of you kind of know what Nintendo's kind of coming out with the air for, uh, without even having to see the release list. Like it's kind of ridiculous. And they are trying to also get into this uh this like RPG element. Like they're trying to bring it back. Because if you looked at the last like Nintendo Direct it was a lot of just like RPGs. It was a lot of like single player RPGs that you can play by that you can play by yourself. Not really like team games or like games you can play with your friends or anything like that. It's been really odd, especially to know that in the and with the N64, that was actually one of their original ideas was online gaming, which is insane that they never like really followed it up. That it was that's crazy. Like, they were one of the yeah, one of the first companies that was going to actually have online gaming was going to be Nintendo. If you've ever looked underneath an N64, there's two slots that are on the bottom of an N64. One is for the cartridge slot at the very bottom. Uh, what was it? It's an extra cartridge slot. And then the other one was actually for an Ethernet slot that they were eventually going to come out with, and they ended up dropping the project, so it never ended up coming out. And then PlayStation ended up doing it, and then... You know, Xbox always has been online uh, ever since, like, the, the original Xbox yeah. and everything like that. And it's it's so interesting to kind of see, like, oh, yeah, like, a company that was, like, kind of revolutionary in the way they were thinking just kind of abandoned all their, uh, all their like, uh, their innovations and went, like, let's go safe. Like, we know have, this is going to sell. 
And then they have the audacity to like charge those prices for like Nintendo Online. Oh my yeah. god! For, like what? Yes. How much is Nintendo Online now? It's like fourteen bucks. It's more uh, than I care to pay for. That's the online community one. I think it's like fifty dollars like for a year a for the family. Depends. Yeah, if you get the family pack, I mean, of course, it's gonna be cheaper, right? But you know, yeah, because I, I think I think it's like fourteen bucks. But if you but if you really think about it, okay. So if you want to do like a price managing thing right now. $14 for Nintendo and you get their kind of shitty online. <laughs> $14 goes to Xbox. Xbox, you'll get both Game Pass, game, Xbox Live, and yeah. also uh, Game Pass on your computer. And you have like a, a library of like 100 plus games. Yeah. That you can just download. Right. Automatically, if you're trying to look at value for your buck, $14 is way better spent that way. And I would much rather go to an Xbox, if that's the case, because now you're nickeling and diming me, so I might as well get my best value from you nickel and diming me. True. I mean, but, it, the value just isn't there, for, yeah, comparatively. Which is a shame, because like, like, like Nintendo has like so many fantastic IPs, like... Like Nick said, from Legend of Zelda, like they just released probably their best like Legend of Zelda game with Breath of the Wild. Like, are you like it's like it's up there with like the Ocarina of Time and and Majora's Mask in my opinion. Like, like Super Mario, like like they just came out with Mario Odyssey, like just fantastic like like IPs and single player games. But like in, like when it comes to like their multiplayer scene, like they're practically non-existent. It, it is such a weird like dichotomy with it's a, with it's a market that nintendo just like never tapped into at a certain point like i feel like they, they planned to tap into it and they were just like we're gonna do it next year next in the next five years we're gonna have an online yeah. service and then the mode of entry be well they yeah competing only... with other huge multi they didn't yeah, think that it's... they could compete in that market yeah so why but the thing is that also i have to i i also think it's also a difference in leadership as well it is very much a difference because if you go from leadership of Nintendo now all the way into the leadership of Nintendo, you know, 10, 20 years ago, they were all about like revolutionary items. Like they were all about, you know, the Wii. Like the Wii is in, in its own way a revolutionary concept of oh, just. Yeah. There's, there's literally never been. Yeah, it, like, it, it really is. Like, like the execution maybe might not have been like. So great. The, the best, but like, yeah, no, like there's definitely. But you know what? Was, I mean, if you if you even if you look at it, I mean, they're also the first ones that tried virtual reality, like a big yeah. name studio that actually tried yeah. virtual reality. Did it give you headaches and make you throw up? Absolutely, but that's not the point. They tried. <laughs> they they tried. were doing it. Also, yeah, you cannot tell me that you if you ever played Okami or like Star Wars Unleashed on the Wii. That was not fun as hell to just be swinging around that that uh, Wii remote. Well, not only that, but also I felt that with the Wii, and just the fact that with the Wii as a demo with Wii Sports was insane. Where you could have hours of fun oh, with yeah. just Wii Sports on your Wii. Yeah. And like yeah. you, you oh, wouldn't yeah, complain. You'd, like you could have bought a Wii for a kid and just giving him Wii Sports. Yeah. And he would have oh, been, yeah. been happy. Yeah. He would have mm -hmm. been playing Boxing that alone was, was a game. We yeah. <laughs> Boxing alone. Like, I mean, oh, I mean yeah. have you ever thrown hands with your friends? Like, in that game? It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Or just, like, Wii Baseball yeah. or anything like that. You know, like... 
but but that has to go into their community they they really were revolutionary 20 years ago 10 years ago and then it's really interesting when they went to the wii u and then they kind of did the same exact thing with the switch like they kind of got the same concept they had from the switch from the wii u and just went what about if we took the the two con- like the two control pads on the actual wii u and we were able to take them off you mean from wii to and turn them into wii modes you yeah yeah, yeah. So going from Wii U to Wii, oh, which are Wii, Wii U to, to Wii U. Switch. Yeah, yeah, Wii to Wii U. Which is Nothing weird else. too, because like the reception for like that gamepad technology on the Wii U was like, as far as I know, everyone hated it. Like no one liked that yeah. this big bulky like screen in your hands. Like it's just like just and give us like one, a regular. Only one person realistically got it. You know what I mean? And and if you're playing like multi like multiplayer at your house. Well, right. the, the, the interesting thing about the Wii U, and I kind of like where their idea was at, because if you look at it now, Xbox is also, and uh, Xbox and PlayStation are kind of doing it too, where it's like you don't need to be on your big screen. You can, whatever's on your big screen, you can now play on your small thing, where you can actually see that now Xbox is doing that with, you know, their Xbox app for their for your smartphones, where it's like, oh yeah, you want to play a video game that you have on your Xbox? Cool. You can play it on your phone, on the go, and just connect the controller to it. Um, cause the Wii U's gamepad was, you know, they added features in that were all a lot of like, like really like shabby features, but the whole idea of it was that if somebody wanted to watch something on the, on the TV and you wanted to still play video games, you had your Wii, your Wii U controller and you could play off that and you can like, you know, you can sit in the other room and kind of play your game or sit on the couch. And that was kind of like their big thing, and then that's when they took that into the Wii, into the Switch, where it was like, oh yeah, what about if we made the system portable? Like, what about if we could make the entire thing and the entire system portable? Which made that, I mean, it's a it, it's a cool idea. It's a really like cool they, idea. They did that so mommy and daddy can watch uh, the yeah. TV. She didn't so, take the family TV. Right. <laughs> well, that was th- that is a big thing because honestly, I think for a lot of people that sold it, that really did sell it. Also, I know a lot of people, you know, playing Mario Kart. Who used the Wii U, the Wii U, you know, pad as like a as like a football and like did a touchdown dance with it. Uh, funny, Camaro actually did that. We have a friend oh. of ours that legitimately <laughs> did that. He actually, won, he won in more Mario Kart. Got so excited that he got my Wii U controller and smashed it on the ground, <laughs> and went yeah, and then smashed it on the ground. Did oh, not realize what he did. Looked down and went. I'll buy you another one. Another one. I'll buy you another one. And I remember just being like, dude, what did you do? <laughs> but I mean, not only that, <laughs> I think the Wii is also, like, Nintendo has been responsible for destroying the most TV screens than any other. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That. Like, that recent, mode. yeah, that trend, like when the Wii first came out, of like people just like swinging their Wii mode at the screen. Yeah, there, just, like, there was like a like a service announcement I think that Nintendo put out it was like, "Don't forget to use the wristband on your nunchuck." Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is that I don't think Nintendo, because Nintendo also said, "Hey, tell us how many controllers you have, and then we'll send you new wristbands." Because the wristband, the the string that they put on the original wristbands uh-huh. were meant for like were like basic. You know wristbands like they're they're they're, they're just meant to like hold something it's not meant for, like, meant for you to throw it <laughs> like it's not meant to be thrown and so they were snapping 
So people were wearing uh, them, and then they would snap off, and then still launch the TV. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember, but like, you know, like how like you can tighten, quote unquote, yeah. tighten, tighten those resistance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that was you. You would tighten it, but it would like come off with like the smallest cough. You know what I mean? Like it comes. Yeah, yeah it just, I do so, remember that. So it, Nintendo it, actually it, started mailing people wristbands, going, "Please replace your wristbands with these wristbands." Yeah, that braided one with the clasp. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, we actually need to put money in wristbands because people are going to break their shit because they're going to get sued. No, yeah, they did. People started like calling them up going like, your system broke my TV. Replace my TV. And they had to buy people new TVs. It'd be that way. Hey, man, that's what happens. But the thing is that I feel like Nintendo was in a revolutionary era and they, they were way ahead of the time. Yeah. And they really don't know where to go. And they lost, lost it. In the, and, but they're lost in this new community. Because think about it. Xbox and Sony became entertainment centers. You, could, you yeah. can't say that they're, they're, they're just gaming consoles now. Now they're yeah. entertainment yeah. centers. You, you know what that said? Bringing it back to the whole, you know, seeing new things boom up during yeah. uh, COVID. So, what do you call it? Animal Crossing. Did anyone mm-hmm. notice that? That was huge. Huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huge. That massive. Was, yeah, Absolutely. That, like, massive. exploded. I'm yeah. not an animal. I'm not an Animal Crossing player. I bought it. I, not, not, yeah, <laughs> I, I have it. it. I, I, I didn't just buy it. I got hooked for, like, a good moment. Yeah. Or two, I, you know? I, got I know s- people that, like, I know uh-huh. people that, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go, go finish, finish it up. I know people that don't play games at all. Like my god sisters and stuff. You're playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, like go like jump a couple steps and like just straight up buy a switch and then buy Animal Crossing. Yep. That was you know? legit. That was Breck. She's like, I, like I, don't... I I am convinced that like that that switch shortage that we saw, you know, in like around like November of last year was almost solely because of Animal Crossing. I yeah. would completely agree with you. Yeah, that, that we was looking... just like a lightning, that was a lightning in the bottle moment yeah. for Nintendo. Yeah, like, like if in any other year, like Animal Crossing would have done, like, it would have done okay it numbers. It would have done normal. It would have done yeah. what Animal Crossing is expected to do. But that was just like stars aligned. Like... But the thing is, is that Nintendo, I feel like, didn't know what they had. And they didn't, and they, and they, they couldn't know. The, I mean, it's impossible to know the environment. That's that this game is coming out into. They, no, I don't think they planned a pandemic. I'm yeah, like, I, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> but I guarantee you, I mean. they're gonna plan Animal Crossing four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten now because of how successful it was last year. But, but you know what the thing is, is that with Animal Crossing coming out and it being such a huge hit, and it was an online hit as well. People just like trading codes. Hey, man, I got turnips on my end. You know, yeah. turnips are twenty are twenty bells right now. Come get, come buy turnips. Get out of here, peasant! Peasant! Now we know we can't play Crossing enough. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is like to buy to buy turnips is only twenty bells. Oh, that's... come buy my turnips. Come buy okay. come buy turnips okay. right now. Hey, and then like in a week, you know, you see like somebody who has like oh yeah bells are like they're selling for like a hundred thousand bells in my. Oh, they my even place. came up with that it's... island city. I think City Bank yeah, came yeah, up with an yeah, island where yeah, you could yeah, sell all of your turnips for a thousand. Quick yeah. confession about that. I, I there was like a website somewhere there, just just literally just for turnip stocks, right? Yep. Yeah. But you would have to like sit in queue for that shit. I have sat in like thirty to like fifty people queues. ACNH exchange. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, hosted like, events on my island. 
man. I, I've done it too. I, I've set up my entire island so that way people can, can't go anywhere else except for the market and come right back. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, bringing it yes, back to like exactly. Nintendo's like online community though, like as as big as like Animal Crossing was last year, like it it seemed to have like disappeared just Eaters as out. fast as it like exploded, yeah, you, you were, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they, like, that's, that's how it is, right? The, the brighter the candle, the faster it burns itself out. But, guys, but like it goes back to like Nintendo's like like just like their inability to keep like a steady online community yeah. for like any of their franchises. I mean, a steady online community requires you know a company that cares about its online. Community. Yeah, that's that's what I'm All saying. Right, well, yeah. well, okay. Well, let's go. Let's go into that. Uh, and, what, but it doesn't only mean? need that. It could also use uh, like a platform to like really support it to keep it afloat or keep it alive. Like exactly. one of the streaming platforms, like YouTube, Twitch. And in that regard, streamers have a lot, and these platforms have a lot of power in what games become successful. Almost to the point where these companies cater more to the streamers and to the platforms than they do to players um an example could be those like in-stream games that you can play like the words with friends and stuff that are you know uh, uh marbles uh, all these kinds of other games sorry nick i didn't mean to cut you off no no no. what i was gonna say is like what, what, i mean we, we keep talking about like oh yeah uh, it, it didn't keep a which it didn't keep its online community it didn't do anything like that what what would what makes a a good online game i mean what what keeps a community what what does all that what what did animal crossing do um okay so let me see let let, let's take for example and like sam can chime in on this um as much as we bitch about like the community like league of legends right league of legends came out in 2000 like 9 10 or i'll look at that keep talking yeah, yeah, it keeps on yeah. Look like, it, it came out a long while ago, right? Like I think I remember my cousin Ray, Nine. like like yeah, he, he he was playing it back like I remember watching him play it like back when I was in like high school. Mm-hmm. And like it's it's bigger than it ever was like today. Like so how does a game like that stay relevant for over a decade? I think um, Oh, sorry. So so <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, but, go for um, it. It was rhetorical. <laughs> But yeah, like if, if you if you look at like you know like League of Legends like the game as it is today like versus like what it was in 09 like like it's it's two completely different games like uh the like the meta's always changing there's always like reworks quality of life updates um you know like I don't like I mean, I'm not sure like how often like Nintendo does that with their online scenes like like for comparison well because if i were to compare like let's say animal crossing if i were gonna if i was gonna compare that i would compare it to a pc game named rust <laughs> I, like that no because I, I would kind of compare it to like rust because it does have like this online community everybody can build stuff everything like that but the problem is, is that you don't which are like you can invite people to your islands you can do everything like that there is some form of online community but the only thing is that what rust did is it made it where it was like oh yeah when you go online though you have a community you know there's a community island i think that would have been a lot better if instead of it just going oh yeah you invite people to your island and you guys can chit chat and do everything like that is if oh yeah you have you've unlocked things in your island Here's a community island for you and your friends that now all of you can kind of like 
alter or you guys that, that was like buy it off of Tom Nook or something for like a hundred million bells or some bullshit. Yeah, and you and you could have bought it off Tom Nook and everything like that. And I think that honestly would have kept the community because yeah. then it would have been, you know, oh, like because when you go to somebody else's island, you can't alter their island. You can't change it unless you they right. give you permission to do so. That would be in but, but yeah. I, I'm yeah, gonna no, but what I'm saying is that I, I feel like what 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 makes a great online community, especially in the video game industry, makes it that the audience feels that not only are their is their time respected, but also they are also engaged in the changes that are happening inside of this online on this online community. They they can do things that they they weren't able to do on the other island. They can do other stuff like oh yeah, if they would have changed it where it's like, oh yeah, like now you have like a store and you have all these other things. Other groups of people can come visit your island. It would have been interesting of like, oh, I can set my prices. Oh, I can, I can pick what items I want to sell and stuff like that. And you could have very much changed the way that your online community kind of turned into this, oh, cool. It's like a, it's kind of like a virtual reality game now where I'm, where now I'm kind of, you know, building up a, a, a community, I'm building up commerce, I'm doing everything. Virtual like economy that. game or something. Yeah, yeah like a virtual re economy game. And I feel like they didn't think about like the online as much. I think that goes back to like Nintendo's idea or like, you know, like kind of, um, kind of their motto of the whole like, they don't want too much like interaction between like you know random people you know online just because trolling happens right and they try to prevent that as much as possible which is i think is also possibly most likely why there were such like limited um interactions that you can do with people in animal crossing because you can wreak so much havoc on another person's island oh yeah like, yeah hey, go. that's true uh, I, I... It's to it's to protect and, it, and to also yeah, and it goes, limit. It goes back to like you know family friendly, you know protect protect the community, but ironically protecting the community also makes it stifling. boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and they have tried at least. I'm, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I feel like Nintendo's at least tried with the release of like their amiibo cards. They've tried to add freshness and to keep it fresh. They've tried to bring in yeah. I mean it's oh, it's it's God, DLC. It's DLC, really, but they've at least yeah. they've tried to do something. They have they've done various updates and up reworks to the game. They change it for the seasons. They add new cre at least specifically talking about Animal Crossing. They add new seasons, new new pieces of art and stuff make their way in. It it but it it is then I'm gonna call it the Nintendo problem where it's just the same base idea and we just rework it to shit until it's like the same thing, but it's like a mecha gone of the same fucking thing you're still gonna build a small house and have nine villagers on your friend but now it's in space and um there's no more trees now we have plasma shrubs and um all of yeah. your people wear helmets because they're in space now i, I, I always I animal always crossing new newest horizon yeah yeah but i, I do feel that <laughs> that is new that planet is yeah exactly that is interesting though because then you go into that whole idea of if we want to continue into the Nintendo thing, Nintendo very much just gets their old IP. They work the same exact gimmicks inside of it, not really changing a whole lot about it. And then kind of going like, oh, but we're going to add two new things to it. We're going to add, like, I've noticed that in Nintendo games, when they get, when they sell and they're like amazing and people are raving about them, 
is always when it's like a huge change when it's like this big crazy thing that changes it like uh takes super mario sunshine that is super mario sunshine. dying uh, for freshness we, yeah Luigi, which are, luigi's mansion uh what was it uh super mario galaxy uh yeah. breath of the wild yeah. where they they turned basically legend of zelda into kind of almost an mmorpg without with, with some of the ideas of it like oh you have to eat you have to repair your weapon you have to you know you have to do these other things you know you have to camp out you have to rest and they added these little tiny things and i feel like they have the potential to become once because i i feel like they're not a triple a studio anymore i really yeah. do I feel like they I, they used to be. I feel like they have the IP to be it, and they have the potential to be, but they are too afraid of taking. Yeah, like a it's risk. Real, yeah, it's it, not taking risk. It's it's their branding identity too, or they like want to be a whole part about being family friendly is also being affordable. But when you're trying to be affordable, true. that means you are also they're kind of like also kind of like what do you call it? They're like keeping a cap on like how how much how quality their like product. A budget is. studio. Yeah, but, but, but like pro- that's why you're never gonna really see like 60 frames. You know, 60 frames on, 4K on a, on a Switch. You know, like you're not gonna, you're just not. That's not but, gonna happen. But you know what the thing the, the interesting thing is is that if you even if you go about okay. like that and you say like okay like they're they're a budget studio, take Xbox, take Microsoft right now. Microsoft is literally doing everything in its power. To buy any little tiny studio, buying every little tiny firmware, buying any little piece of IP that makes money, just so that way they can say, "Hey, it's in Game Pass. Go play it." The entire all of the libraries that they have. I mean, they bought Bethesda at the near the ending, of, which out near the ending of last year, and literally got their entire Bethesda's entire library and put it on Game Pass for. Every, for everybody to play. So now you can play all the Dooms, you can play all of the uh, Fallouts, you can play all the Skyrims, you can play everything. So it really does show that a company could do that though. But also I have a feeling, but also Microsoft, I do feel is a bigger company than Nintendo is now. Oh, absolutely. By market cap, yeah. Microsoft yeah, exactly. looks at looks down at Nintendo and still can't see it. Yeah, and, so, and same thing with PlayStation, which is really funny because if you go into like the history of Nintendo, they created PlayStation, and now they've created their their biggest rival, at two, which is hilarious. At two, yeah, which is so funny because anybody who doesn't know in the SNES version, if you ever if you ever look at your old SNES, there's a little tiny slot. You'll notice this on any cartridge game system from the uh, from Nintendo. They have like little tiny slots that were meant for add-ons. Back in the day, Super Nintendo paid sony to make what was called their nintendo playstation it was then going to be an attachment that you could play cd games and all of the ip that was basically going to be on playstation was going to be on nintendo then nintendo made the same deal with toshiba and then they released they liked toshiba's version of it better so then they released a thing saying that toshiba is going to be making our disk drives from now on sony was like what the hell is going on they then said, yeah, you guys are out of contract. We're not buying their products. And then they went, well, fuck it then. We'll make our own goddamn we have system. All the, we have all the technology. We have all the engineering. Let's go, baby. Yeah, like we're going we're gonna to do, do our thing and everything like that. And I think that's insane that they've actually built one of their competitors 
uh, from being such a giant. Because, I mean, they've outlasted everybody. They've outlasted Atari. They've outlasted Sega. They've outlasted everybody. And unfortunately, they went from being the big fish to being the, 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 you know, the minnow inside the water with these two larger fish that one day, if they don't kind of get their act together and kind of start doing what the other systems are doing, either Sony or Microsoft is eventually going to buy them out. They're eventually going to lose their IPs. And it's going to be a sad day when we lose Nintendo. Hey, that's... That's the way of the market, man. I'm, I'm no ready. king rules I'm ready forever. To see Mario with guns. Let's go. <laughs> I know, right? Bloodthirsty Mario. I'm gonna rip your face. You're like competitive Mario, like <laughs> it's kind of Mario Party. Imagine like Mario Battle Royale. But oh. you know what? The thing is that you already kind of had that <laughs> Mario Maker because Mario Maker did make kind of a competitive Mario world, where it was like other people make different Mario worlds that, that are near impossible unless you get exactly right and they started putting them online and saying hey i challenge people to try and beat my level and it's it's crazy but it works but that's a that's a form and of community it, i'm gonna get online yeah. and i and that's a form of community that micro that nintendo does not provide right now and I that's want. why games like even when you have nintendo games that don't really have their own community and you move them over to like twitch You'll get streamers and then they get a community and then you have these thousands and thousands of people who are because they're watching a streamer play the game also playing the game every now and again and that encourages people to continue playing the game yeah sam over user so oh uh i was just saying i i i'd be now now my greatest wish is just to see a mario party competitive competitive like uh what do you call it tournament <laughs> yeah because because honestly, the way I feel, <laughs> the Nintendo, party. yeah, yeah. Well, well, the, the I mean, that... we have competitive Smash, right? Like that—that's what I'm saying. Oh. Like Smash Bros is oh, still like, like, and, and like I know a lot of like a lot of people probably share this. It's it's the best fighting game like out there. Like, Careful there. If, if <laughs> no, like I'm saying, if, if Nintendo heat. just puts money into their online competitive scene, like there is so much money to be made with that scene. That that like Nintendo just doesn't want to do, which it's it's like so mind-boggling to me, like just yeah, just like absolutely. how much they're unwilling yeah, to invest honestly, in it. Tournaments are so important for they, our community. They are the honestly is, so so important, so and they're big. great marketing but, opportunities. Yeah. And like even when you have like the league tournaments and stuff, you give a million dollar pot, and then you have two hundred thousand dollars for second place. There's no way in hell Riot is not making five times that amount in ticket sales yeah. and exactly. and, exactly. and merchandise. This well, is a money-making scenario, a marketing scenario, and a free publicity, free marketing, free advertisement. Get really good at my game and you'll make a million dollars. The interesting thing also is that I also feel like when it comes to Smash Brothers and stuff like that, they don't search the proper IPs. Like, they, they go out and they search, you know, they, they kind of pick from the IPs they already own, which is smart. It's very, very smart, business-savvy-wise and everything like that. But it doesn't change anything. And a lot of the times, whenever you get, like, a DLC character for, like, Smash Brothers or anything like that, you can always say, he plays like this person. Like, either, there's nobody that's ever really changed. Yeah, well, I mean, like, well, I mean just, just take a look at, like, the last, uh, like, four DLC characters. Like, three of them were, like, sword characters, right? Yeah, they were all sword like, characters. They all kind of play, I mean, like, Marth or anything Minecraft else. Minecraft character really a sword character? It has a sword. Oh my! No, but the thing, but the thing is that if they were to pull from like different IP, because that's the interesting thing. Like if you look at like a game like Mortal Kombat, and then they go, oh, well, we're gonna pay 
to get we're gonna pay universal for you know texas chainsaw massacre we're gonna get a, a thing for leatherface we're gonna get a thing for uh what was it rambo we're gonna get like we're, we're just gonna get a bunch of different ips we're gonna put them in and they're not gonna fight like everybody else it reinvigorates the game because you feel like oh there's new people there's new things i can play as and everything like that but also it changes the competitive scene as well because now there's a new meta maybe those guys maybe those new characters like play better and you know some somebody you know attracts more i heard jason Voorhees was a monster inside of the uh was a competitive thing when he came out which is insane to think well i mean of like advocate but i mean one of the one of the dlc characters joker i think i think the top like smash bros uh competitive guy was a joker main for like the longest time like yeah like like, there there were dlc characters that that were like pretty top tier and and were like pretty like original in their own right yeah, and I and I'm not saying that none of the DLC characters are aren't original. I mean, think of think of Solid Snake, think of uh, which out We Fit, which out the We Fit Trainer. Um, there's there's plenty of characters that are like individual in their own rights and everything else. But the problem that I have with it is that they they're not as adventurous, and they because I, I agree, it's, it's it's fine if you make a character and nobody plays them. At least you try. At least you made a new character, and then he, he kind of sucks. I think, like, a good, like, example would be, like, Soul Calibur, where, like, has, like, Yoda in one of their games out of fucking nowhere, you know? That was and, then, and then, boom, that's, <laughs> there you go. Like, that's, that's, like, enticing to, like, you know, Star Wars fans. You know? It was, and I think, and I always thought it was so funny because Yoda was always banned in all of the... Uh, yeah, because he's bullshit. Because he was bullshit, and he well, No, because the way that they made... The way that they made Yoda is they made him two size to all the characters, so his hitbox was, was so far lower. No, yeah, <laughs> it was it was so much it. smaller than everybody else's. So when you did a normal attack, all the other hitboxes would go right over him, and then Yoda would just like jump up and do like eight moves against you, and then you sort of stay down. <laughs> I don't know if you guys played that um, Naruto game that kind of plays like sort of. Not really, but plays like Street Fighter. Was it the uh, Ultimate Clash Ninja Storm or? Yeah, Clash, Clash there you go, Clash of Ninja, right? So the Yo- the closest thing to Yoda in that game was Akamaru, the fucking dog. <laughs> Does anyone remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Akamaru? Akamaru, Akamaru's hitbox is way yeah, lower than he was at people's ankles. He was an ankle biter, and he just wrecked shit because you could never. Just out there one v oneing Orochimaru and yeah, no, you could because literally he, all the hitboxes would go right over his head, and the entire hitbox for Akamaru to hit was all over the place. Yeah. So all he do is have to hit him. You have to yeah, hit him you, you by spam, laying you down. Spam shit. You just spam shit, and like yeah. it the only way to hit those characters is literally to lay down and like try to like make maneuvers. I saw one time somebody use a super move on Akamaru, and because the hitbox was so low that he had to hit. It went right over his head. Yeah. Yep. And he didn't get hit. <laughs> yeah. Akamaru, like because of that kind of shit, like you couldn't use ultimate. You, some people couldn't use their ultimates on Akamaru, depending on how your hip, how your moves hit box. Yeah, and and that was and that's one reason why in the competitive scene, like those characters that are like specifically broken, rightfully so, like that, are are either banned or can't play or anything like that because it's like that's just unfair. It just doesn't make the game fair. But getting back to like the main topic of like, oh yeah, like how exactly did the pandemic really affect these things? I think that the pandemic really did show Nintendo's weaknesses. It really showed where Nintendo wasn't thriving when it's like, oh yeah, there's, you know, 
five billion people at home right now and you couldn't keep a community like because there's so many other games to play there's call of, there's warzone there's fortnite there's uh valorant there's all these other games that you know people can play online rust uh that they just couldn't keep a community and people are stuck at home and they would much rather play a different game than your game and I it's feel- a shame because because of like their whole brand identity like you, you would think they would flourish because you know they would be like beginner friendly they're beginner friendly games you know a lot of them but the thing is that i'm noticing a lot of kids aren't playing it a lot of kids are playing PC games now. Yeah, playing- like, like they'd rather play Fortnite. They'd rather play Valorant, you know, like. Most of them are they- still playing Minecraft and like Among Us. From Some of I- them, I, I've talked to my students. A lot of them are playing Minecraft and, and uh, which are, and, uh, Val- and Among Us, stuff like that. But a lot of them are kind of, they're, they're getting older. And yeah, they want, and they want to play Fortnite. Them. Fortnite's a big one. Yeah, yeah uh, Fortnite's huge. Fortnite's like, all they I, want I to talk about. But like, uh, there was like a kid I think got like bullied because he didn't have Fortnite skins or something like that. Yeah, it's wild. That's because that's he's poor. Not, that's why. Yeah, I don't want to spend money on skins. Therefore, <laughs> bully me. Why I tell you that's... to buy skins in League, Martin? Kids, I don't want oh to be kids are fucking Stop. the worst. Before I get bullied. Yeah, kids. Kids are mean. But the thing is that that also that that really evolves the way that everything goes because i do like the i I don't like the idea that uh these companies are you know they're leaving and kind of doing their own thing like microsoft is doing their own thing now they have their own microsoft directs nintendo has their own thing the only one that really hasn't left uh conventions like e3 or evo or anything like that it's kind of playstation playstation's kind of like yeah we'll we'll do anything like we're we're down for whatever whatever free marketing you guys want to give us or anything like that we're down like we'll be there and stuff like that but i think it's only a matter of time for because i mean if you were going to get a booth at like e3 when we did it i think it cost somewhere near like a hundred thousand dollars to like get a and we had a small booth like imagine like just like a 20 by 20 and that's somewhere in that range whereas microsoft or any of these things take up like half a hall and they have like full on like things. I can the millions of dollars that are going into these people's booths. Uh, I will say though, Nintendo did always have the funnest booth though. Nintendo always had the funnest booth because their booth was always interactive, which was always a lot of fun. But, More fun than their games. It, you know what the sad part is? Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Damn. Kind All of, right. Kind of, okay. Because they because they would, so Nintendo uh, when Super Mario was Ga- uh, Super Mario Galaxy came out or Super Mario Odyssey. They literally said you have to. They gave you a card as you walked in, and you had to play every single one of their demos. And then they gave you a special Super Mario Galaxy hat. That's cool. It had like the eyes on it and everything like that's that. It was, cool. it was that's pretty cool. It was a special edition. That's kind of neat. And they, you had to play every single one, but the problem was that all the lines were, were always like super packed and stuff like that. Man, you know how many people I had a bribe just to get to the front of these lines, man? Did you get the hat? Yeah, oh, I got the hat. The hat's sitting in my Nothing, room. Nothing a couple guns can't solve. It's in my, it's, oh, it's in my room. Yeah, man, it's 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 somewhere in here. But that's what I'm saying. I, I think, uh, what was it? For for the video game industry, it needs to evolve with the times. Uh, I'm hoping that Nintendo kind of gets their act together. Uh, ever since Reggie kind of left, it's been a, a really awkward in nintendo because i feel like they don't really have leadership but i, I mean their single player scene is still fantastic don't get me wrong like breath of the wild and odyssey were both like just mm, great like, makes... like like their single player ips are great like like and like they are they're always doing something new and innovative with that 
it's just like so frustrating to see their online community just so stagnant like despite like how much like talent they obviously have on their team to keep putting out these these types of games yeah like adrian you complain about outriders <laughs> but at least outriders you know out, the, the thing i see with outriders is that it's a it, it was a gamble it kind of is paying off it's it, i mean it's not like a it's not a it's not a completely broken game no it's it's not, it's, 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 not it's it's not uh which out cyberpunk 20 which out, it's not yes. cyberpunk exactly exactly what i was gonna say it's it, it's got issues it's scuffed sometimes you have to restart the entire game and re-get into the lobby but it's not cyberpunk it's not cyberpunk not only that but also it is a good time with your friends it is it, it's still it's a, a good time unlike cyberpunk yeah, unlike Cyberpunk, which you where, can't you know, really do anything with anybody because you can't the really drive anywhere with that. Yeah, <laughs> like well, one of our friends, Lucas, uh, which you'll probably meet in a later podcast, um, was unable to talk on his phone and drive the car at the same time, which I understand that to be a crucial yeah. aspect of the game. Yeah. Yeah, every time that would yeah. happen, like his I, game I would crash. He, yeah, he was playing it on like the PS5 or something, yes. right? Yes. And like I, I, I understand, like for like the PS5 like versions, like the, those were just like. Like if the, if you thought the PC version was bad, like PlayStation version was just completely unplayable. Unplayable. I think Cyberpunk was just taking like a Nintendo approach of being family friendly, like driving and driving and talking on the phone just isn't safe. It's just, it's just so, unsafe. We're trying to teach so we're values. The shit out of that. Even in twenty seventy seven, it's not but safe. Like, you know, Don't process, do it, that's kids. Fine. Like whatever, man. But you know what? The 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 last thing before we head off is what what do you guys think about that about AAA titles being released and they're not as polished as they should be. Like you, you see that a lot inside of the Assassin's Creed games. You see it a lot in the Fallout games. You see it in Cyberpunk. I mean, Cyberpunk was supposed to be the game that blew everyone's mind. Yeah, it's it's, it's I, super frustrating because it's this, like yeah, it's really frustrating. This is gonna be an old take, but like you know, like back in my day, like fucking <laughs> yes. like when games came out, they were complete, they were done. You know? They were done. Like like there's no like day one. At and if DLCs, you found no a glitch, freaking, people like, were like, oh my god. Like, no, like, all the bugs were worked out, like, for the most part, like, we got a complete game. Like, yeah. it's do, just like, yeah, and I, yeah, like, to Nick's point, like, yeah, when, like, yeah, Cyberpunk was supposed to be, like, this crazy, like, mind-blowing, like, take it to the next level, like, every time, like, a studio, like, promises, like, really ambitious shit like that now like like i take it with a grain of salt because like no it, man's cyberpunk sky. did it before that it was like i think no man's, no man's sky, sky where it was like no it was like oh like All every out. world is going to be procedurally generated and different and it's like and it's no, infinite galaxy and no yeah, it's, it's and not it's like that. yeah and then, and then and then before that was a was uh what was it mass effect 3 uh and like we in the last like 10 years or so so much Andromeda. Yeah. Andromeda well, was like we've just been traumatized like so many times with like these studios promising like crazy things that you're able to do that you have never been able to do in any other game, and then yeah. it's like, and then it comes out, and it's like, well, shit, I can't do that. Galaxy yeah, Citizen. I, I have a question though. Yeah. About which is that. actually really, which is really interesting because if anybody ever ever wants to, there's uh, on YouTube there's an actual uh, documentary about what happened in Andromeda and like why it was so terrible. <laughs> And it's really it's it, it's it's quite it's oh. quite shocking. It's quite because sh- the the game was originally supposed to be No Man's Sky. Right. It was supposed to play like No Man's Sky, and then like they spent all of their money investing in that technology, and then they then realized this is gonna work. <laughs> like it's not gonna work. Oh, Star so Citizen just, too. Yeah. So then they ditched. So then they ditched the entire thing, wasting majority of their budget 
and then went like, okay, well, so we need to figure this out, and then made a game around it. Yeah. So, and then they were so, just like, <laughs> that's why Andromeda is so bad, so bad. Yeah. Yeah, so like I yeah, I hate this trend. Like I don't think it's going to stop until yeah. like the gaming community as a whole like just like just decides to not buy these kinds of games. Like me personally, like I I don't do day one buys like anymore because of shit like this. Well, I, yeah, at least for like AAA titles. Pre-orders are some pre-orders are pretty fire. <laughs> I, I you still you still get the games for the certain certain places you can still trust, but like I don't know. I feel the same way. I'm 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 always looking to see if it's in beta to see when their you know projected final release of the full game is gonna be, and it's That's just yeah, because like Rust, like I got into Rust when it was in alpha, and um, it was not the game that you play today, but it was not. It was like four dollars, so it was reasonable to pay that price. But you get a lot of games now that are just. The they charge you 60 this? for like yeah. a fucking like you know they charge you like it's a, a completely polished game and it is well, well that's the interesting and they acknowledge thing that it's not because because some studios like like ea they have a bad tendency of buying of developing a game and then they have like a really cool piece of the game and then they go cool we're gonna go ahead and put a little bit of code that cuts this out of the game and then we're gonna make it a dlc and you can always tell. You can always tell what's DLC and was originally in the game. For one, it's day one. If it's a day one DLC, it was already in the game, and they just thought it was too cool, and now they're making you pay an extra $15, $20 for it. Or you do see that they're... And, and literally, all it is is just is a little line of code where it's not available in the game. That's why when you put your code in, it then take, it unlocks I mean, that little that piece. Was, unlocks that was the outrage of Star Wars Battlefront, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was the outrage with Star Wars Battlefront, Mass Effect Three. A lot of EA games do it. A lot of EA, EA games. EA loves their microtransactions. They, they, yeah, they love, love their microtransactions. They make a ton of money off of it. Could you blame them? I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I can blame I, them. You as blame a them? Yeah, as a I community. Blame, yeah, as, as a gamer. As a but like, but like, if they know like that, it, they can get away and keep getting away with it. Like, why would they stop? Right? Yeah, but as a stockholder, I like do your it. thing. <laughs> but, but you know it's bad when you release a new game and then they go no microtransactions and everybody freaks out and everybody's like oh, what yeah, what thank god there's no microtransactions and i think that's always and insane. then they release like a like a expansion or like an update to it and then there's microtransactions in that there's they, like they'll, they'll get them in there they'll get them in <laughs> there eventually they'll get them in there all right i do believe that that is gonna be it for us today boys you have any points you want to close up on maybe some um, pleas to nintendo to open up your multiplayer community and stop killing yourself um yeah yeah please, please uh, my, uh, because uh, i'd like my childhood to be around when i'm older so i can show it to my children if i decide to have those things yeah nintendo please uh <laughs> pay pay my poor smash player so they can feed themselves yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my my final my final thing is that the the video game industry is a very volatile community, and also that if you don't respect them, like the actual community itself, you'll eventually lose them. Yeah. And I feel that for Nintendo's sake, I hope that whatever new system is down the pipeline or anything like that, that it sticks to its guns. It is still revolutionary in a way. But also that also picks up the slack where 
the Switch, the Wii, and everything else that's kind of been behind. Get everything up to where the frames are. Get everything else so that way you're kind of out of the ice age. And, you know, give us a system that's worth our 300 to $400. Yeah. Definitely. Amen to that. And with that, <laughs> I guess we're going to go ahead and call this pod. Thank you, boys, for stopping by. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will see you again on Sunday. Bye-bye.